T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Evan and Tiki on the fan. We are two days away from A-Rod Day. I see all the balloons, all the festivities being arranged for Friday. I guess I look forward to it. I have no choice. I look forward to it. There was, I, I wouldn't say it was a Woj bomb, but it was certainly interesting. Adrian Wojnarowski, who covers the NBA better than anybody, reported that right before the trade deadline last week, without anybody knowing, mm-hmm. under a cloud of secrecy, the Golden State Warriors reached out at an ownership level to the Los Angeles Lakers about LeBron James. They reached out and said, hey, yeah, what's up? Yeah, what's going on? We see these cryptic tweets from LeBron. Yeah. We're shaking. And the Warriors, apparently, according to Woj, said, you know what? I'm sorry, the Lakers, according to Woj, Jeannie Buss, said, you know what? Let's ask LeBron. Would he be interested in A, being traded, and then B, being traded to the Golden State Warriors? So as opposed to Jeannie Buss hanging up the phone angrily the way I would in fantasy baseball if somebody called about my best player, which is what I would do. Someone calls me about my guy. My guy's Julio Rodriguez. But he's 38 years old. I'm hanging up. I I get that. I get that. But normally you would think that there would just be a hang-up. We're talking about the potential GOAT. Instead, Jeannie Buss goes to Rich Paul. And goes to Clutch Sports and says, what do you think? And the response was, LeBron James has no interest in going to the Golden State Warriors. And that pretty much ended the discussion. But it leads me to this question, and I think it's a very valid question. Because one thing I always find fascinating about sports is most of us play fantasy. And we know that in fantasy, you can ask about any trade. Uh, Lugie and I play fantasy He can ask me about any player. I'll ask him about any player. We'll probably bust our balls, and we all move on. But in real sports, how does this work? Yeah. Like, can you You, literally call up and ask? I I mean, I guess you obviously you can because that's kind of what they did, the Golden State Warriors. But to me, it just tells me LeBron is not ring chasing. Well, no, no, no. Hold on. See, this is where we may have a difference here. He was asked specifically about joining the Warriors because the Warriors reached out. That's one team in the NBA. And by the way, maybe you don't want to play with Steph Curry. Maybe you don't want to play with Traymond Green. Maybe you don't want to go to the Bay Area because it's overrated. I don't know. But that would be great for him. From a legacy standpoint, maybe it wouldn't. You don't know the way LeBron's thinking. Uh, But what's his legacy going to – how's it going to change if he goes to a fifth team now and potentially wins a championship? Because he's joining a team and a player – that while they beat them okay, once, okay, but they're he not, didn't beat a lot. Yeah, but they're not they're not good right now, the Golden State Warriors. Mm-hmm. They're 500. So. They've been playing a lot better, but I think they would be very good if LeBron changed. That's what I mean. Right? So if he, co- if he goes there and isn't 
like the icing on top of the cake, or not even the extra layer of icing on top of an already iced cake, like KD was. Right, right. If he goes and he helps, like reestablish the beauty of the Golden State Warriors and wins another championship, that's more on him than it is on, you know, Golden State just well, kind of, to you know, ferrying in behind. I get that. KD. All I'm it's saying a different is kind of legacy than what KD has. All I'm saying is. Not all teams and situations are created equal. So yeah. if he's been given an opportunity based on Genie Bus relaying the conversation, saying, hey, the Warriors are interested, what do you think? And he says no, for many reasons that we could try to figure out, there could be a good reason why he said no. Yeah. My follow-up is, did Leon Rose make that phone call? Because that's a very different situation. And I don't know if LeBron says no. Now, LeBron may say no. He may say, thank you for your interest, but my son is playing college basketball right now, and I don't want to leave him. Yeah, I think and that's... I have no interest in leaving the Lakers. But my question is, if the Warriors have the balls to pick up the phone, owner to owner, and call a rival, <laughs> call a rival, and say, hey, what up? We're interested in LeBron. Why wouldn't other franchises, specifically the team in our town, I... with a guy who just made peace with Rich Paul? Yeah. They just made peace I think... hours before this. Why don't you make that phone call? Because, Tiki, there's a chance the response would have been I, I different. I think in LeBron's case, because of his age, because of his family situation, the decisions he's going to make professionally as it pertains to basketball – are not just basketball related. It's going to be about one, it's quality of life. Because remember, he's bought he bought this house in Los Angeles years ago. It was it was well before mm-hmm. he left uh Cleveland to go to, to LA. So he knew he was going to end up on the West Coast for a lot of reasons. One mainly being he wanted to get into Hollywood. And then now that his son is out there at USC, like it, and and I think he likes going to games. I think he likes being seen. See the key word you used? You said you think. You think, you think, you think. But you don't I, think I, till you know. Well, Do you know? Do well, they know? Does Leon know? Do the I, Knicks know? Does anybody know? We don't know. The Warriors now know because they asked. Did you ask? Did Leon ask? But I'm just Should thinking, he have asked? But I'm just thinking simply why he turned that down. Because if he was ring chasing, that's what he would do. Because he's not winning a championship with the Lakers. I mean, maybe they get lucky, but I, I seriously, seriously doubt it. Mm-hmm. So if he wanted to go try to win another championship, he would have. The Warriors would be infinitely better with him on their roster. No one's disagreeing. And so, it, it, I think he's more in the stage of my life is set. I like where I am. I have these multiple businesses out in Los Angeles. My kid is here. I want a championship for the Lakers. It doesn't make sense for me to go anywhere else and try to yeah, but, restart something new. But tiki, especially tiki. not to the East Coast. And so if you're Leon Rose, I'm getting back to Leon Rose. If you're Leon Rose and you've just had this conversation with Clutch, then you probably broached it. Oh, so that okay, so you think he already talked about it. Yeah, absolutely. You think like, Leon uh, Rose, uh, by uh, the way, uh, that's tampering. Right. You think Leon Rose said to Rich Paul at that, you know, very clandestine dinner, hey, by the way, what's up with LeBron? Does uh-huh. he want to come here? Yeah. So he did it through a back channel and didn't do it through the front channel right. the way he's the Warriors not talk, did? He's not, not, he's not talking to LeBron. He's not talking to the to the. No, but you got to talk to the organization because it's up to the Lakers at the end of the day. I understand this. You're not talking to the Lakers. You're not talking to LeBron. You're just like, hey, hey, Rich, does LeBron want to come to the East Coast? not saying he's coming here. And he probably says no. He's set. You're assuming that conversation happened. I'm assuming it did. I have no idea if it happened. All I know is that when you see someone really, really, really attractive at a bar, whether you're a man or a woman, you can't just assume that person wouldn't be interested in you. 
You can't just make assumptions based on looking at them to say, well, I've got no shot. Why not ask? What we learned from this story this morning is that the Golden State Warriors, you want to call it desperate, that's fine, asked. They picked up the phone. They made a phone call, and if these phone calls happen a lot, they haven't come out. I'll tell you that right now. We don't learn about well, it all the time. It's shocking that this one didn't come out. Well, this one did come out. We just found out about it today. Yeah, but the deadline's been, a, it's, a, it's almost a week. Yeah, we found out a week later. We, we still found out. But we didn't find out in real time. <laughs> no, we didn't find out in real time. But we found out that, hey, a week ago, the Warriors had the guts to say, let's pick up the phone and ask a long shot question. And, yeah, the answer doesn't surprise a lot of us for some of the reasons that you gave. Yeah. But you wouldn't know the answer without asking the question. So when we sat here a week and a half ago, and it was purely hypothetical with LeBron James being traded, we all just made the assumption, well, that's not going to happen. Things became real I think because that, the Warriors asked. Yeah, I, I would want my team to ask if I was in position to maybe get him to say yes because the New York Knicks are different than the Golden State Warriors. And you know what's funny? If I made that statement three years ago, I'd be saying it in a negative way. Yeah, But I, in 2024, I'm not being negative when I say that. You're different. Maybe the answer's different. I don't know if the Knicks... Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. If it made as much sense for the Knicks as it does for the Warriors to try to make that trade. This is just being roster building wise. Because in order to get Mike, uh, uh, LeBron James, you have to give up Julius Randle. And we, because we did this, right. right? We did the trade thing. They, they, they don't have enough assets. Contract wise to make it numbers work. You can't yeah. make it work unless you put Julius Randle yeah. in that conversation. Well, you, you probably are, though. And you, and you, LeBron James. I, I know, but. It's like when now, yeah, or or when next year. What's wrong with when now? I, can, well, are you ready? If without Julius Randle and LeBron James, who doesn't play defense anymore, are you winning now at the Knicks? I mean, yeah, that's, you got a better that's, chance. 
You do, but that's a, that's a serious conversation to have. And it's not. But a, you can't have that conversation without making the phone call. That's all. I'm, that's all yeah. I'm saying. You got to no. make that phone call. I, dude, I think they made the phone call. I do. Do you think, I think they, a lot of teams did? Yeah. Well, you know what's funny? So Woj included in this story that one other team did make the phone call, hmm. and that phone call was made by Daryl Morey of the Philadelphia 76ers. It was not an ownership level discussion. And when Daryl Morey called up Rob Palinka and asked about LeBron James, according to Woj, Palinka immediately told him no and promptly responded by saying. Since we're on the line, is Joel Embiid available? <laughs> which, is, which is so typical of fantasy sports. Right. But you see what the mistake was. The mistake was it wasn't an ownership discussion. It has to be. So I, I know this is weird because none of us trust James Dolan, but that would have had to have been mm. a dolan genie bus discussion because you got to go above heads when you talk about a franchise-like player. Right. Now, one concern you may have as a Knicks fan, as much as you love Leon and you love the organization, and I don't disagree with you, do you trust your owner? Because that's an ownership discussion. And maybe your response is, hey, Ev, can you imagine Dolan on that phone call? Well, has he can ever, you imagine how bad he, that would go? Has he ever been in that, in that moment, in that kind of situation? He where, just sues other owners. Yeah, that's what I mean. So has he ever had that kind of relationship with another owner where – a deal needs to get done, and he gets it done. Look, the only thing we remember is that he pushed, reportedly, Donnie Walsh to pull off the mellow trade by saying, right. give them whatever they want. But I don't know if that was ever an ownership-level discussion, but a trade like that, and it didn't happen. But the Warriors attempted to do it, and the Sixers attempted to do it. One team had a better shot of getting it done, and that was the team that went on an ownership level. Yeah, but the, because it at least got to Rich Paul and LeBron James, yeah. and there was a response. Meanwhile, Rob Palenka basically told Daryl Morey, "Go f yourself." <laughs> when he responds by saying, "Is Joel Embiid available?" That's code for yeah. uh, why are you asking me this? Right, you're joking with me because because I'm going to joke back at you. So, so by this, the way, this is not real, at least not in my estimate, not my conversation. So the only way this conversation could have gone down is if James Dolan, who I know no Nick fan really wants involved in any kind of day-to-day operations, was the one that made the phone call. Unless it was the back-channel discussion you're talking about, which is tampering. Yeah. Which is, I'm just going to ask Rich Paul himself. Right. Which, by the way, happens all the damn time. You know it does. So, I, I, think, I don't think LeBron wanted to go, but I don't think if, Jim, if James Dolan asked, it would have had the same impact. It just doesn't. It didn't. It doesn't feel like he has that kind of relationship. It would be an awkward owner. conversation. It does. It feels like a very awkward conversation that he would try to have. We'd be like, "Genie, how's it going? What do you think <laughs> of the sphere? Isn't it amazing? It's beautiful. It's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. It's the greatest sphere ever. Yeah, I build the arena all by myself. You I'm know the best. that Jay Moore? He is a funny guy. You know, kiss the husband's ass while you're at it. <laughs> I don't think he's smooth enough to do that though. Well, <laughs> someone in his team could tell him. By the way, she just got married. Jay right. Moore, say something about him. Jay Moore, like the comedian. <laughs> they just got married. Yeah, they're married. Are Last year. Uh huh. Yeah. What? You didn't know that? <laughs> I didn't know Oh, here's a rabbit that. hole. Yep. That is such a rabbit hole. Jeannie Buss with in. Jay Moore before that. She was with Phil. You know about the Phil Jackson. Oh, I know about the Phil yeah. stuff, but yeah. really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why does that surprise you? You don't think a comedian can get a billionaire yeah, owner? Of course. Make a just, girl laugh. It just That's doesn't. I don't know. Age-wise, it doesn't feel the same. Aren't they the same age, though? They probably are, but I feel Jay is younger in my head. Oh, by the way, speaking of ages and new relationships, how about the new hot one? Former NFL player, superstar halftime show. Oh. Julian Edelman and Shakira. What? Yeah. Yeah. That's like you pick two names out of a hat. It's like Shakira and Julian. That is a real relationship. And do you know how many years they're separated by? Ten. Ten years. That's fine. This is the Kelsey Swift thing again, what I'm talking about. Ten is nothing. Edelman is never with Shakira if he never plays with Tom Brady. 
Yeah, but he doesn't even play with Tom Brady I anymore. understand that, but that's how he became famous. It's about who you play with. I think it's about the access. Well, I think just, the fact well, that he had a chance to spit game yeah. and be smooth. But why did he get that no, chance? No, I agree. I you think have, it's more of that. You have to be in position to then say, hey, I'm in the same room as Shakira. Let me go hit on her right. and see how successful I am. Or you could do it the Kelsey way, which was very different. It was some... Like, hey, I'd love to ask her out on a date. And her people got in touch with his people. And Yeah, that's a very it's just, it's just, <laughs> it's such uh, a Hollywood way to do it. Exactly. Uh, let's go to... Uh, oh, I guess we have breaking news. What's real up? quickly, two things. One not-so-serious, one serious. The not-so-serious, the Niners have fired Steve Wilkes mm-hmm. after the Super Bowl. Yes. The, that was, that was yeah. very not-serious, but also very right. obvious. Interesting. And the serious that's going on... Shots fired at Union Station at the end of the Chiefs parade. Fans and everything oh, have left. It's an oh, ongoing geez. terrible situation to oh, end the Chiefs terrible. celebration parade right now. Wow. Is there any update on No okay? update. Uh, police have urged all the Chief fans to leave the area. Whatever was wrapping with the parade has now ended. Right. And it's just like a mass scene of chaos right now in Kansas City. Jeez. Well, we pray everybody's all right. There's no fatalities. Nobody's hurt. But that's obviously very, very scary. Yeah, the Steve Wilkes thing you mentioned, that that's not a surprise. It's because not a surprise. Kyle Shanahan was basically overruling him throughout the Super Bowl. Yeah, well, especially on those last drives. He was – Steve just kept bringing pressure. And – the one thing you you don't want to do with Pat Mahomes because you're not going to get home. Mm. Right? You just they protect him too well, so he's going to buy time. And when you bring pressure, you have some sort of compromised man coverage on the back end. He's going to find somebody. So in the game, while the Chiefs were driving, Kyle Shanahan called a timeout. Right, and they and Tony pointed this out on the broadcast. He called the timeout to tell him stop blitzing. It's like stop, do something else. That's not going to work. So you could see the like the stress on Steve Wilkes' face, and he didn't have a, an, an easy answer. You, you could tell it was a disconnect. And by the way, you know who the perfect DC for Kyle Shanahan would be? Who? Bill Belichick. <laughs> Help him in his big moments not to choke. Mm. And then Bill has great success. They win the Super Bowl. Boom! He gets a head coaching by the job. Way, that's one. You know how we talked about like Dave's would be looking over his shoulder. Yeah, Kyle Shanahan's not looking over his shoulder. Yeah. He's just not. Choke again? NFC title I mean, game, maybe, Super but he's Bowl? not. I nah, think. I get you. Well, even if he should, he's not. Right. He's done <laughs> enough where... Well, not, I'm not saying that. I'm saying he's so, like, sure of himself. Right. And he's had such success, except for in the ultimate stage, as we all know, that he's not even thinking, oh, I'm going to hire Bill Belichick, and he's going to undercut me. So you agree that's a good hire. You get the that, best defensive that, mind in the history of football. That actually would be a good hire. Thank you very much. The question is now you got to convince Bill, hey, your best chance to being a head coach again yeah. is by being a successful defensive coordinator for a team that you're not going to become the head coach of. Yeah. That's where it would make the most sense. So there you go. Breaking news. Kyle Shanahan and the Niners make a change after that Super Bowl loss. Steve Wilkes out as defensive coordinator. Colin is in Hawthorne, New Jersey. What's up, Colin? Hey, guys. Hey, how about Rex Ryan's DC for San Francisco? Uh, maybe. <laughs> Re- Rex Ryan's fascinating because Rex Ryan interviewed for the Dallas job, and I saw this on ESPN over the weekend. At least I saw a highlight of it. I certainly wasn't watching it live, where Rex Ryan responded to Adam Schefter's report that Mike Zimmer's getting the job and that Rex interviewed so well by saying, yeah, not so sure about that Mike Zimmer report. Almost as if Rex is, hasn't been told or still thinks he's in on that Dallas job. But what he said about Dallas Colin, which is why your idea is a good one, is he said, I wouldn't just want to be a D.C. anywhere. I want to go somewhere where I know I can win, and I believe I can win in Dallas. Well, clearly, you would think you can win in San Francisco. So I don't know if he'd get the job, but I can understand why Rex would want the job, that's for sure. 
Yeah. Well, hey, guys, a uh, uh, quick question for you guys. Since you brought up the 07 Giants, you know, uh, the hot topic now is the go between Mahomes and Brady. In 07, if the Patriots would have won and Brady goes undefeated, do you think the go conversation is over and Brady is the automatic go no matter what? Let me tell you something. Mm. Let me tell you something about goat conversations. Yeah. They're never over. Right. It can change immediately next year. Of course. If Pat Mahomes three-peats, which has never been done in the NFL, it changes the conversation. That's why if Tom Brady, and you're right about this, when you look back at 2007, what I would argue is not only was it the greatest Super Bowl run of all time, which I'm sure Giant fans cheer on and say, yes, yeah, 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 I agree with you. I think it was the most important Super Bowl of all time after the merger. Because obviously mm-hmm. those games are more important based on legitimizing yeah, the AFL. Of course. Put that aside, it was the most important game. Kind of for the reasons you're saying. If he and the Patriots have an undefeated, perfect season, especially with the way they dominated, any discussion around the Patriots and Tom Brady, your case for them is just stronger. Yeah. It doesn't mean you can't have the debate. It doesn't mean people still wouldn't call up and say Bill's not the greatest head coach of all time or Tom Brady's not the greatest quarterback of all time. But anytime you argue those fun things, you just have a better case because you're talking about completing the perfect season. But unfortunately for Tom and Bill, yeah, they didn't do it. No, they didn't. They'd, and that was part of this. They There was a drought, right? It was a pretty long drought. A drought of what? For, for championships for the Patriots. Right, they won three of like five or something. Wow, well, four to seven. You mean? Yeah, but but I felt like. It what was, you mean after that? No, there was a because they didn't win in 07, So oh four two when they finally won, which was two thousand and yeah, so two thousand thirteen. Thirteen. So this is it was a pretty long drought. Yeah, right. Nine years. Yeah, it's viewed as two separate dynasties. By yeah, now. exactly. Two, two separate, separate dynasties, dynasties with the same quarterback head coach combination. Yeah, it's just kind of fascinating. And, Coordinator, right? For most of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or maybe maybe it was a different coordinator for the first couple, but still. The first right. couple you had Charlie Weiss and Romeo. Right, right, right. So ultimately, the Tom Brady dynasty was was two different iterations. Correct. And, and, and by the way, that's a career Yeah, for most people in between them. Well, that's what Mahomes is going to eventually have. He's going to end up having two different dynasties too. One with Andy Reid, one post-Andy Reid. Because think about it, Andy Reid's not going to coach forever. No, and and Pat Mahomes is 28 years old right now. So it's not like he's retiring anytime soon. Right. There's at least a decade left on his career. More of your calls coming up, 877-337-6666. Scary story out of Kansas City. Mentioned it earlier, there was shots fired at the end of the Kansas City Chief Parade. According to the Kansas City Police Department, they have taken two armed people into custody and that there were a few people that got hit. Now, we don't know if they're hurt, if they need medical attention, but hopefully everybody's going to end up okay, and these two bastards can be given uh, brought to justice. So very scary story coming out of Kansas City. By the way, major kudos to Sal and BT. They dressed up as wrestlers to fulfill their bets from the NFL season. And out of support, especially BT, no offense to Sal, he dressed like Doink the Clown, whatever, but dressing up like Goldust matters. Dressing up like Goldust was impressive. Why? Why does that matter more I, than... A clown's a clown. <laughs> I don't know. It's just the clown's a clown. Like, I know... Who cares about Doink? But Goldust was a legend. <laughs> and for BT to dress like that took a lot. I give him a lot of credit. He put the paint on himself. So I wanted to show support. Okay. So I retweeted the picture of them, and I attached it to the real Goldust. Guy by the name of Dustin Rhodes, who's now in AEW. Not wrestling under the name Goldust. And so I did that. I did that. That's that's the Cody's brother. That's Cody's bigger brother, yes. So I did that. 
out of loyalty to our guys in the midday, but also because I thought, hey, let me, maybe I can bring it to Dustin's attention. Who knows? <laughs> I then find out, and usually I don't care about this. Like, why would I care? Social media is fake. That Dustin Rhodes has me blocked on Twitter. What did you do to Dustin I have Rhodes? no idea. I even searched my you old must tweets. Have done something. Well, I tried to find out. I searched my old tweets and said, "Have I ever said anything about Dustin Rhodes?" Did you say anything about Cody? Uh, <laughs> Bingo. Uh, of course. Uh-huh. Oh, he shouldn't have won this championship. Uh, Something like that. You, you, you hashtagged a, a Cody crybaby, didn't you? I don't uh, know if because, I hashtagged because the Rock. You did. I know uh-huh. you did because you were so enamored with the Rock going crazy on Pat McAfee. Okay, well, tell him to stick a. Chicken nuggets in your mouth and two up your butt. Right? Right? I, know, I know you did. I know you absolutely did. This is why you don't use social media, but bro. But let's say I did do that. You're telling me Dustin Rhodes, Goldust, is so sensitive that me being critical of a wrestling character... It's a character. Not if it's yes. his brother. That's it's his brother. I didn't say Cody Rhodes is a bad human. I didn't say Cody Rhodes is a loser. I said Cody Rhodes is overrated. I don't need to see him finish his story like every <laughs> other Cody crybaby. That's why. If you think that's true, and maybe it is, I don't know. I'm just trying if to figure that's it out. That's the reason Dustin Rhodes blocked me. He's a baby. When was the last time you, I don't know, did anything towards Dustin Rhodes? When's the last time anyone thought of Dustin Rhodes? <laughs> No, you know I, who made Dustin Rhodes relevant? Who? Brandon Tierney by dressing up as Goldust. Mm-hmm. No one has thought about Dustin Rhodes in years and years and years and years. So you know what? You want to block me? I'll lean in on it. Mm. You suck. How about that? Well, what? You got something to say there, Lugie? I don't think he sucks. I think he's one of the most <laughs> underrated wrestlers in the history of wrestling, and he's still doing it now oh, in great shape at 60. And you know what? He's 60? I, he's like, I think he might be... I, Goldust, if you're listening, I'm sorry. I think he's in his 50s, maybe even 60s. Goldust, if you're listening. I'd like to think if, <laughs> if you're listening. somebody... I mean, Taz was on this station at one point. ...went on Twitter or on the radio and said, you know what, that Tiki Barber, not a Hall of Famer. I'd like to think Rondé Barber would block them on Twitter. Well, right, Teak? Brother. He wouldn't. He'd be like, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're he's right. Not. He's a bad brother. Well, no, but I would think you're a good it. brother. You wouldn't. No, but hold on. Ask it the other way. If someone went on the radio, because mm-hmm. that's all I did. I don't think I tweeted anything about Cody Rhodes, for being honest. I think it was all on the radio. Someone probably stooged you. If I went on the radio and started, or not me, but if someone went on the radio and ripped Ronde, he's overrated. Yeah. Not a Hall of Famer. Would you go out of your way to block that person on social media? Well, first of all, I don't partake a lot in social media. And second of all, they're wrong because he is a Hall of Famer. But you know so, what I mean. I know what you mean. Like, but like, what could you say that would – it would have to be so much more offensive than a sports radio take is my point. Right. So for him to block you over a potential sports talk radio take – is asinine. Well, but, now but, if you're now if you're attacking him, like his character and who he is, and I heard that you were doing X Y Z and <laughs> trying to put him in cancel culture or something like that, that's a different story. That's very different. But, but anything I said, not, that, I know you didn't do that. Well, anything I did was a sports talk radio thing. See, that's I right. treat wrestling like a sport, even though it's not. I have opinions on it. That's where me and Taz did have disagreements back in the day. I love professional wrestling. So one of the arguments me and Taz had once. Well, maybe this is it. <laughs> is that I said to him, Jeff Jarrett's not a Hall of Famer. He's overrated. And Taz took major offense to that. Now we ended up squashing the beef. So, but but I gave that opinion like I was talking about you or I was yeah, talking yeah. about an athlete. Like it's nothing personal. If someone says you're not a Hall of Famer, that's, that's not an attack on you as a football right, player. Belly, that's just an opinion. Right. It's just a stupid opinion. And, and it could be vastly wrong. Of course. <laughs> because if he ever gets in the Hall of Fame, 
then you're wrong. And not to get in the weeds here, but that Hall of Fame is one guy picked who got in that Hall of Fame. Know, so for Evan to get upset over it was ridiculous I in the first place. No, no, Taz was upset about it. Not no, me. you were upset about that Double J got in the Hall of Fame that upset. a guy we can't mention anymore would pick. No, no, I criticized the decision. I wasn't mad about it. The only person mad about it was Taz because mm. he was offended. So you don't see put no, me as the one who was no, mad. No, I, 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 I noticed a pattern here. You offend a lot of people. Well, right, because so, they're sensitive. No, right, maybe so, you're so, a jerk. So Goldberg was part of that conversation. Well, that would be Goldust. I mean, Goldust. Not Goldberg. Gold Dust was part of that conversation with Taz. No, no, I'm. I, he wasn't. I'm just trying to figure out what would cause because that Dustin Rhodes to be offended by me. Been, it must have been something with Taz. You think it was something with Taz? Well, it, it had to have been. Apparently, Mike in Massapequa thinks he knows why I was blocked by Gold Dust. Do you want to uh, share with us your theory? <laughs> Not everyone has to like everyone in this world, and I truly believe he doesn't like you because of your character. Because of my what? Your character. Your character? My character? What yeah, I, I don't think you're a good person, and that's a representation <laughs> from your character. But why would, Dustin, why would Dustin Rhodes give a rat's ass about my character? <laughs> that's the I other mean, part that doesn't make sense. Right. I don't understand how he even knows about your character. <laughs> By the way, I think you're a good person. Uh, thank you. Also, Evan in the past has had two very anti-Gold Dust tweets. Oh, is that true? Uh, Go ahead. Uh. On August 3rd, 2010. Mm. Wow. Seamus Goldust. Maybe watching the Mets was a better idea than Raw. <laughs> uh. And what's the other one? April 3rd, 2011. Ray Mysterio vs. Dusty. Non-Goldust, his son Co uh, Cody. I'll take Mysterio over any roads. Wow. Wow. Did I really tweet that? Wow. Two of those tweets, bud. And then you also, when I just search your name in Rhodes, yeah. there's a lot of people bickering with you about Dusty Rhodes, even though you're not saying anything negative, which I think would tie into, I want nothing to do with this if I'm Dusty Rhodes. Let me block everybody involved with these conversations. Dustin Rhodes is his Dustin. name. Dusty's his father. He passed away, unfortunately. Okay. With all due respect. The bottom line is this. You've had a lot to say, and other people have conversed with you about the Rhodes family, and you've blasted any Gold Dust match right. going back 14 years. <laughs> there you go. So, so the game has been played. For, you've been blocked for a long time. You just <laughs> never knew it. Why would I know he's been irrelevant for a decade and a half? The only time he mattered is because BT dressed as him. Like, literally, BT made him relevant. And so I saw that. So, all right, so I'm anti-Goldust. Well, guess what? He kind of sucked. <laughs> he didn't suck, but I, I don't know. Mean, no, he was very good. The backlot brawl with Roddy very, Piper. No, very, very that good. That was carried by Roddy Piper. Okay? I, that I, was I, certainly I, not I, carried by Goldust. I had checked out at that time. Character-wise, in-ring-wise, very, very, very good. Evan's just a little uh, upset. And mm. by the way, as we can see, nothing's changed in 14 years that his big Monday night was watching the Mets or watching Gold <laughs> Dust on right. Raw. Exactly. <laughs> I love that. I'm debating between Seamus Goldust and a Met game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a loser. Uh, let's go to Tom and Beth Page. What's up, Tom? Hey, guys. Uh, two points on that championship topic before. We were talking about Sean's eight championships that he has as a fan. Yeah. Number one. Number one, how about the Dallas Cowboys? Uh, Evan, you can't say what you said because they have three in the 90s. Should they be satisfied? They're one of the most miserable fan bases there yeah, is, that's good and point. rightfully so. Good point. No, I, I understand why you wouldn't be satisfied. You want more. You yeah. eat candy, you want more candy. Right, which leads me to point two, though, is that you keep saying 2009 wasn't that long ago, when in actuality it was an extremely long time ago. When you talk about the male demographic that listens to WFAN, that's maybe 15 years old to 40 years old, a lot of the gener almost a generation and a half has never seen the Yankees win. So you can't say, oh, the Yankees didn't win and since 2009. That's not too long ago. That's an extremely long time no, ago. No, no, like perspective. No, but Tom, it's yeah. perspective. Like, you're right. If you are under the age of, let's say, 25, you probably don't remember much of it. You don't remember much of it. 
If you are a teenager, if you are in your early 20s, and you are a Yankee fan, you probably don't remember much about your World Series in 2009. Yeah. So I totally get and it. But you definitely all... don't know the dynasty. Well, definitely not. I didn't even use that as an example. Right. I'm just using their last one. But it's all about perspective. So in the Yankee world, a drought between 2009 and 2024 is incredibly long. In fact, they're approaching their longest drought that they've ever had. Think about it. They haven't even had long droughts in their history. If you take away their first title, going from their emergence as the Baltimore Orioles to their first championship against the Giants in 1923, take that one out. Their longest drought between winning championships was 1978 to 1996, 18 years. Mm -hmm. That's their longest drought. And now they're three years away from that. And they're slowly approaching that drought. So it's about perspective. Now, you compare it to some of the other teams in this town, not just the Mets, but the Knicks, and the Jets, mm-hmm. and certainly what the Rangers had and what they're now having, well, it is a short period of time. So, like, I think anything in life is just all about perspective. That's what it's about. Jason's in Waterbury. Hey, Jason. Hey, what's going on, guys? How are you today? Good. Good. What's up? Let me ask, let me ask you guys a question, right? Why would the Knicks, in God's name, want a guy like an old man who plays when he wants, like LeBron James, who never wanted to come here in the first place? Yeah. The guy can't shoot. He plays whenever he wants. If the Knicks were smart, they'd try to make a call for about, you know, Clay Thompson or uh, Paul. I know the Clippers aren't going to trade Paul George, but right. the Knicks need a score. The Knicks need a guy who can but shoot. By the way, the Jason, Jason, LeBron Jason. James, he can't shoot. The guy can't make free throws. I disagree. The guy plays whenever he wants. Well, that's He's just old. Just wrong. <laughs> guy, come on, you kidding me, right, well, Kevin? Well, come well, on, Evan. Okay, another guy who's old is Clay Thompson, but I think Clay Thompson made more sense. I think before the trade deadline, and this well, is the point I made a few weeks ago about Steph and the Warriors, is that that was the older team to kind of hunt yeah. and go after them and say, hey, you guys aren't that good. Are you guys thinking of breaking it up? I mean, get rid of their pieces. Take the pieces yeah. from the Golden State Warriors. And, and if Clay, it, Clay, unfortunately, feels, I don't know, it feels like he's lost it a little well, bit. Well, he has. He hasn't been the same player since he came back from the Achilles. So, I mean, but he could serve a purpose. If you wanted him to just be a thousand percent sit in the corner and be a spot up shooter, you could do that. You're not going to get the same Clay Thompson that was championship Clay, who was both ends. He was really good and could score 30 in a a quarter, but he's valuable, especially when you need shooting, which is what the Knicks need. Clay Thompson before the trade deadline would have been the very interesting. Let me just see. Yeah. Let me just see if the Warriors are willing to admit, hey, we're not going anywhere. Can we pounce on him? Now, obviously, Golden State's played a lot better. They were going the other way, based on the Woj report, that they were trying to steal LeBron James. But don't diminish LeBron at his age and say, what would he have done for us? Well, he would have I, had a better chance to win. I think, that's, what, that's what he would have done for you. I think, you know what's interesting is that we heard leading up to the trade deadline, LeBron re- like putting the Lakers on notice. The Lakers didn't do anything. Mm. They didn't. I mean, maybe. they got Spencer Dinwiddie in the buyout market. Yeah, but that's the buyout market. You know, what I mean? <laughs> they didn't really do anything. LeBron made it known this status quo that we're sitting in, this melees that we're trying to figure out, is not good enough. Lakers didn't do a jack. Yeah, the Golden State Warriors probably had a similar conversation with Steph Curry, or at least they had a probably similar feeling. It probably it wasn't public, but Steph Curry probably told them, "Go do something." At least they did something. Yeah, but look. So how strong is LeBron's voice anymore? He's a free agent at the end of the year. Why would you be victim to a guy who may be gone in a year? If anything, they went the other way and said, hey, we'll ask LeBron if he is willing to leave. Yes. Which he wasn't willing to do. Which means that tweet, which everyone tried to draw conclusions from, wasn't a threat. Because he wasn't going anywhere. No, he wasn't. By the way, 
after this Super Bowl that we had on Sunday night, you know, we came on the air Monday and everybody was talking about every aspect of this game. The thing that jumped out at me the most was the fact that Kyle Shanahan made a big mistake by taking the ball in overtime. Yeah. And a part of why was that every Kansas City Chief player was coming out and saying, hey, this is what we would have done. We were actually going to defer. So the Niners walked right into what we wanted. Travis Kelsey was on his podcast with his brother and had something very interesting to say (laughs) about the decision Kyle Shanahan made and maybe offers us more insight on what the Chiefs would have done and what other teams may do when they are faced with this situation in overtime. So we present to you from the podcast they do together, Travis Kelsey. You win the coin toss. That's that's what you get. You get the opportunity to have the advantage, and they handed it right over to us. Yeah, well, Damn I mean, it, it, thing. not trying to harp, harp on the guy, but it was a huge, like when they said we want to receive, and the ref looked at Fred and he said, are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> you sure you want to receive? And he said, I yeah, was, yeah, I want to receive. I want the ball. I was, I was texting. Just like, I got. I jumped out of my seat and said, "They're hey, hey, here we go. Here we go. Let's go, boys. Perfect. They want to receive. We get second possession. We know exactly what they want. Defense, hold them. Just hold them to three. I don't like, just hold them to three. We're going to go down here and win this thing, baby. Freaking crazy. Really was. I was texting Nick in the before that even happened because we go over the same situation in playoff football possession. Isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. First of all, Travis Nick, Kelsey Nick, is... Nick Sirianni. I mean, uh, who was talking about? Yeah, he was talking about that the Eagles go over this scenario. Yeah, got too. it. Got so it. the Eagles are more prepared than the Niners. Yeah. Basically, they go through the list. Every team but the Jets and the Niners <laughs> have an idea of what the hell happens in overtime in the postseason. First of all, how about Travis Kelsey laughing at him? I know. Which yeah. I know can be obnoxious, but it proves the point that they were basically thinking, are you sure about this? Yeah. And I don't know if the official actually said that to Fred Warner, but that would be something. No, he's he like, are you sure? No, he did. But no, no, with the tone of... No, no, no. Are you sure? He didn't ask him in a questioning way. He gotcha. asked him in a, I just want to make sure that you're what you're saying is right. And they do that on the opening kickoff, too. Okay, so it wasn't a sarcastic, <laughs> no, you guys are idiots. No, it wasn't that. It wasn't like even the though, look. Even though, as a winner, Travis Kelsey, he can craft it however he wants. That's true. Right? That's true. The winners make the news. So... He makes the narrative. It reminds me of when David Stern announced um, David Stern. David Stern, yeah. Oh, my God, I'm losing my mind. The former commissioner of the NBA, David Stern. Right? <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking of David Stern. <laughs> Wait a second, am I talking about the wrong guy? <laughs> no, when the commissioner, David Stern, announced the Knicks trading for Frederick Weiss, uh, he had a look on his face as if he was like, hey, these guys are really going to do this. <laughs> are these you morons sure I that's what you want to do? Yeah. Are you so, positive? <laughs> so the official didn't do that. No. But this does bring up something interesting. Because on Monday when I was arguing that, look, the Niners made the wrong choice, you have to give the Chiefs the ball first that if they score a touchdown, we come back, we score a touchdown, we go for two, one possession versus one possession, that's it. The one counter against me that was a very good counter Mm -hmm. was made by Sean because he said, well, what if the team that scores goes for two? What if you give the Chiefs the ball, they score a touchdown, and they go for two. Yeah. Now you've eliminated the whole, we can end it on one possession, because in the best case scenario, if they're successful, you got to score a touchdown and go for two, and then they get the ball, only needing a field goal. Right. Right. Did I, you I, get from that answer that that's what they would have done? I, I believe that in my heart of hearts. And by the way, if that's not what they wouldn't have done, then Andy Reid hadn't fully fleshed out the plan. Because again, if Andy Reid has coached the team, we don't want the ball first because we want to know what they did so that if, worst case, we need to score and get go for two. We'll go for two. To me, if you're thinking in the back of your head, I'm going to go for two basically anyway, I why wouldn't I do that on the front end to block them if I'm successful from... 
you know, being able to win the game outright. So what's the right answer on this? Like, I, does that is that the checkmate on no, the idea that I've had of no. give the other team the ball first? I, and the Chiefs' idea. It, it just matters what you prefer. It matters what piece of information you want so or, or you value. Do you value knowledge or do you value possession? Right? Knowledge is I know what I have to do. So by going second, you know what you have to do. Either score a field goal if they do nothing, score a touchdown if they score a field goal, or go for two if they score a touchdown. Right. Like you have options and you, and you have knowledge. But if you take it like Kyle Shanahan did, did – and you assume that it's tied again, then you have the extra possession. You have the sudden death possession. But you're playing blind, to your point. Right. You're playing, you're blind. playing blind. See, the so, more I think about this. It's a this, gamble. It's a, it's a yeah. bigger gamble, but it gives you the, the, the math advantage if, if all I, things are equal. Even now knowing, like I'll give you this, Sean. Even now knowing the Chiefs would have gone for two as well, I still give them the ball first. Hmm. Because I think my answer is I want the knowledge. Because think about it this way. I have all these different ways where it works for me. If I hold them to nothing, it works for me, obviously. If I turn them over, it works for me. If I hold them to a field goal, it works for me. I now know, hey, if I kick a field goal, I'm giving them the ball back. No matter the outcome, you know what you have to do. If they score a touchdown, go for two and fail, works for me too. Because now all I got to do is score a touchdown. I don't have to go for two. I kick the extra point, I win. There's only one scenario where you're like, oh, crap, that didn't work out well. (laughs) And that's when they score a touchdown and convert on two. And then you're right because now, geez, my best-case scenario is all I do is match them, and now they get the ball again. Right. But it's more likelier than not that they don't do that last option. So they put me in a spot where let's say they kick a field goal. Okay? They kick a field goal. Right. And now I'm set up with a fourth and three from their 32-yard line. Now I got it all in front of me. Okay, I could try to kick a 50-yard field goal. Mm -hmm. I get it. I also know that if I get it, they just get the ball back. Or do I say, screw it, I got to go for it. I have knowledge. Kyle Shanahan had no knowledge when he had to make that fourth and four decision. He made a fourth and four decision from the nine-yard line. What did he do? He he had no knowledge, so he's like, screw it, I'll kick a field goal. If you knew what the Chiefs had done, you would have been giving yourself one more opportunity. And that's where I stand by everything I said Monday. Yeah. You still give the ball to the other team. I think I think Kyle Kyle called the perfect play on third down. It was the absolute perfect play. Both two players were wide open for scores. Two players. Brandon Ayuk in the middle of the end zone and Jawan Jennings running a flat or a you know like a short out route. Both those guys were wide open. His right guard Missed or 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 busted because he went the wrong way, and it and it disrupted the play. Chris Jones even said this. Like I think they messed up because nobody blocked and me. John Feliciano is now in trouble with his teammates for calling that out on Twitter and throwing his other offensive lineman under the bus. Right, he did. But if that if he makes the correct block, just all you got to do is stand in front of the guy. Right, it's an easy touchdown, but, and it changes everything. But this also yeah. then le- plays right into what Andy Reid wanted. Which is, yeah, go score a touchdown. Yes. I know you're kicking the extra point. Yeah. We're going to go down the field and score because Pat Mahomes goes and does this 100 out of 100 times, literally. He's 100% in these type of situations going to get the winning or tying score, tying or going head store. He's done it seven times in the postseason, in the playoffs, in overtime or with less than a minute to go. He does it every single time. So he knew Pat was going to go score. 
and then he also knew I was going for two. So so he was he was damned if he did, damned if he did. Well, no, I, I look. Kyle Shanahan was pressed one time about this, and he gave his answer about the possessions. That was his answer. Yeah. I want the extra possession. He didn't factor in all these other things. Because, quite frankly, I don't think they were prepared for it. I think the evidence is there. They were not prepared for a situation like this. And if they were, they didn't talk to their team about it. Team clearly had no idea. Here's what's beautiful about this. Kyle Shanahan may never admit he was wrong, Mm -hmm. but he will admit he was wrong. Because (laughs) I believe he's a really good head coach, despite my criticisms of him over the last three days. And I believe the San Francisco 49ers will be back, at least in the playoffs. Which means there's a really good likelihood that at some point, the San Francisco 49ers are playing an overtime playoff game. Yeah. And when that happens, I will root to the football gods that the Niners will win the coin toss. (laughs) Because then Kyle Shanahan gets to make the decision again. Uh And that decision will tell us if he realizes he screwed up. Because if he does it again and says, same thing, give me the ball, then he's learned nothing from this. If he defers... Then we realize, see, it hit him. He was completely unprepared, and now he knows I got to do it differently. Now that Travis Kelsey, Chris Jones, Andy Reid have been so vocal about the two-point thing, if nobody was thinking it, I promise you, Evan, you will want the ball first, and you will want to go for Disagree. two. Disagree. You will? No. Because you're no, you know that the game gets dictated by your offensive no, no, turns Sean, Sean, no Sean, matter Sean, what. Sean, I'm confused now. Yeah. If I score a touchdown on the opening possession, yep. am I going for two? Yes. yes. I yes. agree with you. Yes. But if you have the choice of getting the ball or not, what do you pick? Now I want the ball. No, I don't. Why? No, because think about it, Evan. If that team does that to me, think about the whole reason we got to the old rules and the old rules before that. The biggest thing we were trying to prevent was a team getting the ball, driving down, kicking a 55-yard field goal, which is like drinking water now, and it's easy. That For that to happen, it's very easy to happen. You trade two-point tries. And the only way you could put yourself in a possession with both Tiki's I want opportunities and blocking no. the opportunity to win is to score first no. and go for two. No. That's the way. Because That's the, the odds are still not that high that your opponent's doing all of that. And no matter what they do, what you have is knowledge when you get the ball back. Hmm. I don't want to give up that knowledge. Yeah. Like, the, even knowing this, I still would give the opponent no, the ball knowledge first. Knowledge is king. But I still think that there is there's an easier way to deal with the overtime because we're so it's so convoluted with the, the what are the, what's the possession mean and when does what does the clock mean? I already talked about it yesterday how it's neutered and it pisses me off that how can you take away this constraint of of football? It's 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 part of the game and in overtime you just get rid of it. It, it makes no sense. It wouldn't stop this debate though. It wouldn't. But the caller that called us, and he said it as he was, we were hanging up on him. Just play another quarter. Right. That is the simplest solution. I know, but they're not going to do it. I, they're not but, changing the overtime rule based on the Super Bowl. the simplest solution. I'm so not that, disagreeing so with that you. as you come to the end of the fourth quarter and every quarter subsequently, that whoever's leading wins the game. And by the way, if that was the case, we have a completely different philosophy towards it. But those are not the rules yet. But, and but, I don't think they ever will be. Yeah, but it, it takes away the fairness thing. Right, so if you're so if you're if you're the Kansas City Chiefs and you're down three, just like just like the Super Bowl, let's let's play the Super Bowl out again, given the new overtime rule. Right, that is you just play a quarter. The Kansas City Chiefs are trying their hardest to score a touchdown. They're not settling. They're not doing like all right. We're just going to kick the field goal and go in overtime, and then we're going to play this possession or knowledge game that we've been talking about. Right? They're not going to do that. They're going to try their hardest to end the game in regulation because if they have to tie, it's going to another quarter. 
And what happens in that next quarter? There's no coin toss. The San Francisco 49ers get the ball after the kickoff, and now they got to go try to score. And now if they score, great. If not, they give the ball back. The quarter keeps going. So whoever wins at the end of the quarter wins the game. Let's, to me, that's the easiest way to solve overtime. Let's go to Matt on Long Island. What's up, Matt? Hey, what's going on, guys? Um, one thing you guys haven't brought up, I mean, you, you always want to give the other team the ball first because no matter what happens with the first possession, the second possession, the, the, the team that gets the ball second is essentially playing four-down football. No, matter no exactly. That's a great point. So, Matt, that's, so a, that's, the, a, that's an outstanding there's, there's point. the advantage right there. That's an outstanding point. You've given Pat Mahomes four downs as opposed to your three. That's a big part of it. By the way, this story in Kansas City is sick. They're, some of the victims are children, oh, and they're nice. being treated at a, a children's hospital in Kansas City. So very, very scary as the details come out. We're all hoping when we hear gunshots at this parade, your hope is well, nobody got hit. That's your first hope. Your right. first hope is these maniacs shot it into the sky. That is not the case. A few people have been hit. Ten victims have been identified. And just unfortunately, it's disgusting to think about, a few of them are children. So we continue to pray everybody's going to come out of this okay. But the Kansas City Chiefs and the city of Kansas City had a big parade today. It was a great moment for them and all their fans. Obviously, we're all jealous of it. But it ends in horror with a shooting. Now, these two bastards who had the guns, according to the Kansas City Police Department, have been apprehended. So they are being brought to justice. But we continue to hope and pray that the 10 people that are hit are going to be okay. Very quick break. We'll come back. We'll get to more of your calls at 877-337-6666, including where the Super Bowl ranks in history. And Yankee fans, it's spring training time. We'll get to the Yankees coming up, including some of your biggest concerns going into camp. <sighs> spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 